0: To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com.
1: Excelsior! Hey everybody, Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. How's it going? We've got Dave Williams this week on the show. He from Barstool Sports, Barstool Radio Chicago on Sirius XM. Give that a listen to. Join the show to take on an absolute cult fan favorite, Step Brothers. That's right, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Did he convince us that that movie's a steaming pile of horse shit? I don't know, but i tell you what I do know. Gutting the Sacred Cow shirts are awesome. Whoa, look at that one. Did I show you that shirt last week? Probably. Can't find the other one. In the wash guttingthesacredcow.com check it out thank you so much for all your support and love you've been sharing uh, those uh, five star ratings and two sentence reviews we love posting them my favorite one I've seen so far Katie Katie, the super fan Kava gave me a great review on my teeth I do take care of them I do brush and bleach them once a year the Crest Chips work wonders and wear your retainer if you still have one folks it does wonders as well Guttingthesacredcow.com. Every week, every day of the week, I should say, we've got new articles out there for your perusal. And uh, and that's that. Listen, enjoy Step Brothers. We can thank you so much for being a friend of ours. We love you. That sounded pretty mafiosa like, right? A friend of ours. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Gather round.
0: The,
1: the new phone books are here. The new phone books are here. Kevin Israel, name that film.
0: You know, I know I should know that one. You should. And, uh, no, nope, I'm not going to get it. Fucking burn in hell. The
1: 1978 or 79 classic, The Jerk. Starring Martin. Oh, I haven't seen
0: that movie in fucking twenty years. Yeah, but so Caddyshack's been
1: out for forty years and the quotes still flow, so the quotes fly for that one. So I don't think I've ever quoted the jerk. Really? Ah, oh, it's a good one. Quotable. Dave Williams, you ever quote The Jerk, Are you a fan?
0: Uh, I haven't seen it in forever, but um yeah, I mean that's like and he's OG. He's like an OG comedian, and it's he goes beyond that. Like he's great stand up. Have you ever seen him play the banjo? Sure.
1: He's a marvelous. He's
0: like unbelievably talented. So yeah, the, the jerk. I mean that dates back to like my dad. You get you guys said you're forty-three? Yeah. Zing. And <laughs> reminding us early how old I mean we are. I had you right. old fucks. Once you're over thirty, it doesn't really matter how old you are. You just you're all you we're all old, you know? Oof. Yeah, tell well, me how you feel about that statement at forty. Yeah. I'll get back to you in nine years. Ten years in a month.
1: You son of a bitch. That voice you hear is Dave Williams of Barstool
0: Radio. Dave,
1: shout out Barstool. Where where else can we find you besides Barstool? What else are you up to?
0: Um, So we have a series show, 2 to 3 p.m. Central every day. You guys are on the East Coast, so uh, 3 to 4 Eastern Standard Time. Um, Barstool Chicago Radio. We don't really talk about Chicago that much, um, which is why I don't necessarily like the title. Because I feel like it you know turns people off a little bit. Then uh, we have our Chicago podcast. it's just strictly Chicago sports pop culture, food, anything else Chicago that's redline radio. and then on the blog BarstoolSports.com. And uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it and then the Twitter sphere at uh, White Sox Dave and all that.
1: Dave came on here to take a big steaming, hearty dump on the 2005 film Step Brothers, Kevin Israel. Did you know what the budget was of this film? No, you didn't. I'll tell you: sixty-five million dollars at the time, bringing in a haul of one hundred and twenty-eight
0: 2020
1: a million numbers, dollars
0: seems a lot for that movie. Sixty-five
1: exact for that. That is a that was wall. all salary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, or booze. And twenty twenty numbers: a budget of seventy-nine point five million, with a haul of one hundred and fifty-six point six in today's dollars.
0: It's not too shabby. A nice little $100 million ORI.
1: Not, not you're damn right. IMDB, as we all know, is scale is 1 through 10 with decimal points. We'll go to our guest, Dave. Dave, what do you think Step Brothers got on the old IMDB scale? Again, 1 through 10 with decimal points.
0: So I'll start by saying this. You guys came to the right person to shit on things because I got a reputation now of shitting on things that are very popular. Welcome
1: to the party, pal.
0: <laughs> but people think I'm like trolling a lot of times, and there is some element of it. I'm guessing it's high because everybody loves it. I, number. I hate the movie so much, mostly because I think people are so stupid that they like it. If If it was just like properly rated according to how I think the movie is, I wouldn't really hate it that much. But it is so universally loved that it makes me hate it even more because I just think people are dumb when they like it. Very interesting. I'll, 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 it, I'll give it a seven one. I'll say it's something around there on IMDb. Kevin Israel, I've, I've, I think it's going to be lower. I think it's going to be like a 6-1. six one.
1: Six point
0: nine, dudes. Ah, wow. Okay, IMDb is that is that like by critics or or users?
1: Users. Prime. Okay. So now what we're going to do is now we're going to do the Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Uh, Kevin Israel, why don't you take this one first?
0: Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics, it's definitely going to be low. Uh, I'm going to go a 5-4. Well, percentages of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, 54. 54. 54. Dave, give me your uh, percentage. I think it'll be lower as well. I'll say Rotten Tomatoes, it's more like 64-65.
1: Kevin Israel, you win both showcases. 55. What a By the way, the aforementioned Bill Schultz, fellow White Sox fan. I text him because he's a huge fan of the podcast, and he'll be on again in a couple weeks. And I said, hey, we got a guy coming on tomorrow doing Step Brothers. Quote, I already fucking hate him. More and
0: more, I think it's one
1: of the better comedies ever. So, Bill Schultz,
0: get ready, buddy. Oh, he, so he knows, because I've, I've talked about how much I hate this movie for years now. Right. Audience score, Dave Williams.
1: What do you think it's scored on Rotten Tomatoes with the
0: audience? I'm going to say, like, 78. Kevin Israel? Um. Yeah, I was going to go in the 70s. I Say 72.
1: 69, bro. Yeah. 69, dude. No. 69 IMDB 6.9 and then 69 audience. That's hilarious. I feel like it's probably dropped over the years. I would say so, but I have some facts well, about that later on.
0: And right. I, I, mean, I don't want to give anything away because we spoke through email a little bit, but I, I don't really know anybody else who hates Will Ferrell movies just like I do. And I, I don't know if I've ever met someone that is like, oh, stepbrother sucks. like I, well, literally-
1: well, wait till we get to those Amazon one-star reviews, Dave. <laughs> I guarantee you, you are not alone. <laughs> Let's go to the quotes. Kevin Israel, I will start off. John Bonham can play Moby Dick for real now. Next one with watching the, the porno mags. It's like jerking off in a time machine. Randy Jackson signed my sword. Hi, my name is Jim. Want to suck my dick for money? Quotes from you, Kevin.
0: Um, you know, I fucking didn't take, uh, I didn't take, I mean, the whole movie is, the whole movie is one giant quote. Uh, Oh, <laughs> the one that I did write down that, uh, was one of the lines that made me laugh was, Hey Derek, Spuckin' dick. <laughs> Dave, any quotes that jumped out to you? You stole two of them from me. So yeah. I, I like quickly, I had it when I was taking notes on it, um, I had like a list of concessions, meaning like shit I actually did laugh at, which I don't want to admit. Like, and I, I, di- I was going to rewatch the movie, but I'm like, no, fuck that. I hate this movie. I'm not rewatching it. So this is going off memory. But when they're in the treehouse and he said, um, just like jerking off in a, uh, or masturbating in a time machine, I'll never not laugh at that line. It was hilarious. Um, he, and then in the beginning when he's like, I smoked weed with Johnny, or Johnny Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> John Hopkins and slow cataract yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um I mean there's a couple of like good lines but we'll get to the shit I hate after that I guess oh we will uh, now it's time for five fun facts
1: five fun facts whoa five fun facts five fun facts five fun facts, five facts. Five facts. Will Farrell's Fake testicles cost ten thousand dollars, by the way, and he kept them.
0: The was, those in, was that in the original movie? The nuts? Uh, I guess I, I I did rewatch it, and I was very surprised when I, I don't remember ha- actually seeing his nuts. I rewatched I, it too. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, you did? I didn't see it in the theater. I, what I mean. the fuck are they made out of? Where they're where they're real? Homeless earlobes. Homeless people's earlobes. Are you? F- Okay. No, I completely made that <laughs> up. Well, I, that wouldn't shock me. Like, you pay a bunch of bonds to, uh, like, chop off your ears. Vincent Van Gogh style. And- <laughs> you want
1: you to spend the night in the hotel? Or you want to spend the night in the homeless shelter? It's up to you. Give me your fucking earlobes. Exactly. Go remember- for the next year. Yeah, what do homeless people need earlobes for, right? Not to hang diamond-studded earrings. The original cut of the film was, ready for this, five hours long. Holy and a million and a half feet of film were shot. Because it's just fucking them improving. Yes, it is. Number three, there was almost, and thank God there was not, a rap album based on a Boats and Hose theme with Rihanna and Katy Perry. Everyone backed out for scheduling, but I'd like to think that it was common sense that prevailed.
0: <laughs> to me, that was like... It was a catchy song and it was funny. I hate admitting that, but it was fucking funny. And uh, but I mean, going back to you said they had over five hours of footage shot, and a million and a half or whatever. The rolled. original,
1: the original cut of the film was five hours long.
0: And that's the I mean, how long? What is it? An hour and a half? Hour forty-five or whatever? The final cut? Ninety-six minutes. Yeah. So an hour and a half, like that's the best they could come up with out of five hours of fucking.
1: My thing is, it says five hours long, the original cut, Apatow produces. That's about half his normal cuts. <laughs> Gross. Adam Scott got the role, as we know, as the brother to Farrell. Thomas Lennon went for the role as well, but did not obviously get it. When it took a stab, who also went for that role. Adam Scott got as the brother. I'll give you one of hints. Had a huge TV show in the 2000s. And has done comedic acting
0: before. Another hint, he's a white guy. I was gonna say somebody from Friends. I feel like uh, David Schwimmer or something. I didn't say Chandler. I, I didn't blank on his name.
1: Uh No, John Hamm was a guy who got it. Uh, sorry, who, who went for it and did not get it? John Hamm. If I would have okay. said, said Huge Cock, you would have been like, oh, okay, it's John Hamm. Or Lexington Steele. The notes section here, uh, sorry, the guest argument section, sponsored by the merch store here at guttingthesacredcow.com. Take a, pick, we'll take a pick with your Gutting the Sacred Cow merch shirt on, and we'll feature you on our social media. But don't forget, guttingthesacredcow.com, tank tops, tees, water bottles, bags, no N95 masks because hopefully we're coming to the end of coronavirus. But enough of all that horrid shit. It's the time where everyone gets to enjoy our guest getting ready to gut the the sacred sacred
0: cow. So, like, I found it hard for me to pick out why I really hate the movie, other than it's just not funny to me. And the the humor is, like, not real-life humor, like, for instance, the, the, like, the whole scene with, like, the bully where the kid makes him eat the dog shit that's – I think it's just puppy chow right? Like that, you know, that
1: – White kid. dog
0: shit. It was, a, it was actually – I think it was a powdered donut, I think they said. In it powdered donut, right? whatever it was. Like, I'm like – and people are laughing their asses off it because I saw it in the theaters. And I'm like, why do people think this is funny? This is stupid. Like, these are grown men in their 40s. Why don't they just beat their fucking faces? in if they want to, not that you should give a shit what a twelve or fourteen hour old the kid is says about you, anyways. But you're a man. Fucking beat their ass if you want. Like don't like it's just like didn't compute my head. And then number two, like I grew up in a really rich suburb of of Chicago, but I was always like the super blue collar kid. Like all my friends' parents were lawyers, doctors. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, investment bankers and all this. My mom was a fucking server and my dad was a construction worker. Not like, these these guys are like slow almost. And like, it's just not realistic to me. I feel like the only way to get through that movie and find it really funny is if you're just like high off your ass smoking weed. Like, but if I'm just sitting there on like a Tuesday night and watch it, if it's on like TBS or whatever, I feel like it's on TBS all the time. It's like, I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'm not going to watch it sober. I'm not going to watch it unless I'm like under the influence of marijuana. And in that instance, I can see it maybe like being a lot funnier, but it's not. And then, um, uh, after that, like the, like the writing wasn't any good, like going from like absolutely hating each other and having this, like, not, I don't want to call it sibling rivalry. Cause they like met each other, like and then all of a sudden hated each other, but having that rivalry and then going to being best friends at the snap of a finger, I like it it, it just stunk to me. The whole thing's top to bottom really stunk. So that's like like all I have on it really. Um, but yeah, like like I said, I do have a list of concessions that I'm like, okay, this is funny. But um, yeah, that's like that's all I do. I hate the fucking movie and I hate ninety nine percent of Will Ferrell movies. I could go on a rabbit hole, like the kicking and screaming. That's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, the, that was a soccer movie. It was a soccer coach? Yeah, with Dicca, which who's like a fucking saint in Chicago. Um, I wish he never did it because it's sullied his name. Um, the ice skating movie with John Heater, uh, Blades of, of Glory, Fucking terrible, horrible, awful movie. Um, I didn't like Talladega Nights. I thought that movie stunk. Um, what are some of the other ones? Anchorman. I honestly didn't even really like Anchorman. And another thing, fuck Elf Too. That movie fucking sucks. People fucking put it on this, like, Mount Rushmore deified pedestal for Christmas movies. That movie fucking blows too. I fucking hate that movie. And, and Step Brothers is, like, it's all the same humor. It's, like, it's like I, I don't want to say meant for adults, but it's meant for people that, like, can't grasp what funny actually is, which apparently is a lot of people. So, you did not see Holmes and Watson either, then? I have not seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> so many, this is like, this is right, at, about that. Wow. right at the start of COVID. Um, people, like, people rip into me because I, I have this take and I'm, I say it loudly and I say it proudly that Will Ferrell movies blow. Um, they're like, all right, watch the other guys with Wahlberg who I also think stinks. Um, and that movie was actually hilarious. I'll give them that one. I thought it was fucking hilarious. So, we are just talking about the other guys. The scene where Mark Wahlberg realizes that... Was it Eva Men- Menendez was the wife? Eva yeah. Menendez. Yeah. Eva, Eva Menendez. Rips on he's her. like, no, nah, really, who the fuck is she? That whole scene is hysterical. Uh, the whole TLC yeah. uh, like, storyline, I don't <laughs> well, know. You're doing it again. Yeah, and, it, and, it's like, <laughs> and he's like, you're singing that song. <laughs> like, Guys, don't go chasing waterfalls. It makes no sense at all, but it was fucking hilarious. But yeah, and, it, and his whole like how he's this dorky fucking ugly looking nerd who works for the police force. And his wife's this smoking hot curvy Latina chick. And he just puts her down constantly. And she wears it. It's fucking hilarious. But no. that, that's the only other than when he's inside roles, like Ashley Schaefer from, um, he's found down. Hilarious. Chaz from wedding Crashers, Hilarious. Frank, the tank from old school. Hilarious. But when he's the lead, those movies blow. And I'll take that to the grave.
1: What else about this film specifically got your nuts in a knot? You said the writing sucked. What were some of the jokes that you think that people are always quoting that you're just, like, confused? Like, how the fuck do you think that's funny? I
0: mean, I don't, like, I don't expect a movie like that. Like, I go in knowing what it is. When I watch those times, I'm not expecting, like, an Aaron Sorkin, like, you know, just incredibly written piece that I'm going to be wild by. But I want to laugh, you know? And um, the scene – uh, like the whole, the whole scene when they're in the beds laying next to each other and they're like yelling at each other, not yelling, they're like whispering, but whispering loudly. And he's like, yeah. I'll fill up a sack of, uh, uh, a pillowcase and with a sack of, or bars of soap and beat the shit out of you or great movies from that time. Like 40 year old virgin, like so relatable. There's like, it's a real story. Um, what's another one? Knocked up is great. Uh, super bad. I absolutely love like shit like that is just like relatable to me. And I don't think this movie, I think it's just like, it, they try to suspend reality. And, but at the same time, it's like supposed to be a real life movie and it just doesn't work for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Kevin Israel, why don't you start off with your points? Alrighty. So, uh, so for me this movie is like that person you used to hook up with back in the day and you remember them being amazing and then after a couple of years, you run across them again and you go home with them and you hook up with them and you're and it and it's awesome. And then right afterwards you remember why you couldn't stand them. Because they just keep talking and they won't leave and they don't get the hint. That's exactly how I feel about this movie. When he when uh when Kev told me you were picking uh stepbrothers, I was like, I love that fucking movie. It's hysterical. Okay, and, and I remember and I know that over the years I've watched snippets of it when it's on cable and laughed. But now I realize I laugh at the little snippets the same pieces. And I, I don't think I've ever watched that whole movie through since I saw it in the theater. And, uh, and it's not a whole movie. It's not even three quarters of a movie. It's a really long SNL skit that just, that at the, they got to the point where they're like, we need to end this somehow. And they came up with the most crack ass ending that made just absolutely no sense. Kevin, and I have talked about this in the past. I feel like comedies fall into, And I, I haven't figured out how to define it yet. But you have comedies where it's real people in real-world situations like The Hangover. Like, all, that, those are all real people doing real things that just end up in a crazy situation. Right. And then you have a movie like that. Then you have movies where most of the world is real. And then you have these cartoon characters, which I think kind of like Dumb and Dumber falls into. Everybody right. else is living their real life. And then you have these two cartoon characters. This movie seems like it should have been that. But everybody else is kind of a cartoon character when it suits the joke. And then other times they're like real people. And I think that the fact that it never decided what, dyna- what dynamic it wanted as far as the universe it was happening in really kind of ruins a lot of the joke. And it just starts to feel like it's dragged out. For me, the first third of the movie is funny. When they, when they first meet as brothers, as, as uh, stepbrothers, and, they have to, and they're dealing with each other and they hate each other. And the whole thing, I think. I think that was. I think a lot of it's really funny. There's a lot of little nuanced jokes that I thought was funny. When Will, when Will Ferrell is driving with his mom in the beginning of the movie, and he's in the back seat, that I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> it's just such a <laughs> subtle joke that, that I don't even think I picked up on the first time, and I just and when I just realized it this time, I started laughing. Um, you don't notice that until I'd never noticed until you brought it up right there, and yes, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's some there's some little subtle jokes that are funny. I think the I think the whole thing with the wife wanting to fuck John C. Riley I thought that was just really funny because they make he the uh, what's his name does such a good job being the asshole brother and Adam Scott Adam Scott and I hate that at the end he sort of comes around he should have stuck just being the asshole for the whole like that was such a that was the, probably the best character in the whole movie I agree like he was he was such a specific character that we kind of all know. And uh, and the scene where they're singing, and then they get to, and you're like, "This is ridiculous." And then you find out that the wife just hates her life the whole time, and she just wants to fuck this idiot. That to me, that was that was really funny. Um, as a stand-up comic, I loved when Adam Scott screamed through the through the minivan, "Babe, Dane Cook, pay-per-view, twenty minutes." Laughed my balls off. That didn't hold <laughs> up well, did it? <laughs> but you know what? It did now because it's yeah. even you know, like knowing what time did to Dane Cook. Because I think even if, this was a like two thousand five. Yeah. That's when yeah. Was- so I guess I guess he was still pretty big.
1: Um, yeah. He was on the descent. The beginning of the the, 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 uh, the descent at that point, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were are some, some scenes that I'll always think are funny in this. The whole interview scene. Uh, the little interview montage, I think, was pretty funny. It proved well, that scene where <laughs> where John C. Were there was it just John C. Riley or were they both there where uh, they're interviewing this, uh Seth Rogen and uh any farts yeah yeah with both of them and it's just the longest fart That 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 just proves that farts will always be funny i laughed my ass off at that and then he's like did you fart and he's like oh. like that there there were there were a lot of like little jokes that that always will always make me laugh the father freaking out and calling them jagaloons i don't know why that made me laugh but it's not even a word and i'm going to use it now forever <laughs> but once you get past probably what is twenty-five to thirty minutes of actually funny material, the whole movie's a mess. It has no plot. It has no sense of unity or coordination. You're right; they go from hating each other to just immediately loving each other, just because he punched him in the face. Which I kind of get, but it it was there was too much hate and then just immediate like, like it. The movie as a whole didn't work for me. It felt like, like I said, it felt like a really long, dragged out SNL skit. That movie could have been probably 50 minutes and would have been served a lot better. Uh, and it, it kind of saddened me because I really went into it being like, oh, I, I do love this movie. And this podcast has ruined so many movies for me. Countless movies this
1: <laughs> podcast has ruined. Countless. People today are like, how are you going to have the balls to go against? And they go... Listen to your episode, man. Spot on assessment. Yeah. It, fucking on. You know what?
0: Because so many of these movies you don't rewatch. You just remember however you felt that moment. And then you just ride that throughout the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. So there, like when we were going through this like behind-the-scenes email and everything, there's, there's a handful of movies that – First of all, I'll say this. Your, your analogy about how Huff and Dobak, how they're cartoon characters playing in a real world – like the, like, the cartoon analogy is just fucking perfect. And I feel like that's what it is for all of his movies. But if you look at it, if you look at it, like, to me, like, Anchorman, everybody's existing as a cartoon in that movie. Yes. The whole movie is a cartoon. Yes. And so, like, it's almost more comfortable because you're like, all right, this whole thing is ridiculous. So, I get it. Anchorman is, Anchorman's definitely on the top echelon of, like, I don't particularly like it, but I don't hate it at all. Yeah um i put it as, i put it as like number one that's
1: that that's the number one will ferrell book, film in my book is anchorman without question. that kevin did you give a score yet because i think it might my my um i didn't i um i give it a five
0: oh, wow that's higher than i thought you were going to go with that i mean it you know for me it's it's literally a five. like it, it's okay i don't know that i'll ever go out to watch it again if it's on i might catch the scenes but I don't hate it. I didn't hate watching it. But as I watched it, I was like, this is not nearly as good as I remembered. Are you trying to tell me that it's fine? It's yeah, fine. I was avoiding saying it. I was really dancing around saying it.
1: <laughs> These notes, and I've got a lot, brought to you by, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, we thank you very much for your, for your loyal listenership. Do us a favor. Go on iTunes. Five-star rating two sentence review or wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube where you can find us as well. But if you have not done so, please five sentence, five, well, five sentence, that's a lot. Five star rating, two sentence review. Thank you so much. guttingthesacredcow.com. the sacred onward notes. Mary Steenburgen is a sneaky, hot older woman. How do we miss that one? Guys, a lot yep. hot, a lot hotter than now than she was back in as doc Brown's girlfriend in back to the future three. I'll say that. Dave, you took one of my notes. 85% of Will Ferrell's roles are an autistic man in his 40s. Thank you. 100% of Rob Riggle's roles are the same yelling character. 0% of his roles I find amusing. I think that's actually just Rob Riggle. I've actually like heard him he on makes- podcast. See, I would I be... I hate to fucking shit on your point. Actually I do love shit on your point sometimes. He's on a lot of podcasts I listen to. He's actually a very smart, entertaining individual. Like he was in like the Navy, I think, and he was stationed yeah. in New York with 9-11 when that went down. He's a good dude to talk to and listen to on podcasts. His film roles are fucking uh-huh
0: the worst because he's even like that when he does all his NFL commentary yeah I don't
1: don't watch I don't watch pregame shows and I've sworn off NFL pregame shows I don't watch a fucking thing until it's kickoff because all those pregame shows are trash these guys didn't do one thing they should have and that's called forget improv and have a fucking script the jokes are in the same vein and none none of them go above a peak level of a seven for me This film suffers from fast time at Ridgemont high syndrome loses steam halfway through and plummets downward, like a wet pair of underwear. What's that?
0: And it's a fast plummet.
1: Did I mention how much I can't stand Rob Riggle? Okay, good. (laughs) This feels Kevin, you got me on this one too. This feels like one big improv game that goes on for 96 fucking minutes. And, can we stop with the, Cata- the fucking Catalina wine mixer? It wasn't funny from Jump, and it wasn't funny from time number
0: 316. Did you know that there w- that wasn't a real thing until this movie? Yep. And now it actually there is a Catalina. Well, there was. Great. Lots
1: of stuff. Before- I wish John C. <laughs> Riley took his axe from Gangs of New York and cut off Will Ferrell's head with it. This, the third act, is devoid of laughs but chock full of horse shit. It truly felt like one of those African dudes who ties weights to his scrotum and drags it around just to get in the Guinness Book of World Records. But this film didn't earn any, any distinction like good old Nutsack Dragger from Zimbabwe does. The Boats and Hoes song, it didn't need a reprise in the end. It needed an official burial. That fucking song stinks. That and dick in the box. Just go have a Viking funeral for both of those and
0: be done with it. Oh, by the way, then you know what you guys both need to see? I just remember that I saw this. If it's hot rod, I'll say go fuck yourself. No. Uh, Will Ferrell did a Netflix movie about a Euro song competition. Oh, you told me about this. And they play Icelandic people, I think. And it is so incredibly bad. Dave, you got to watch it just so you can hate Will, Will Ferrell more. It's, it's, I love hate watching and hate listening to a lot of things. I just love hating. It's such a bad movie. And Kev, to add to your point, I'm sick of them making Will, Fer- Will Ferrell. Will feels like he has to sing and everything. Because right. he can kind of sing. And it's, and he always tries to make it funny. And it's just like, I, I it's just a done an overdone joke. Like, we get it. Yeah. You can sort of sing. You sing random songs. But it's just, it just improv, doesn't work anymore. If you
1: listen to podcast with people from improv, They always have the need to feel the sing or sing the punchline, which is why I fucking hate improv. We will never sing
0: on this podcast. No, we will not. John C. Riley actually has a good, good voice, I think. I'll give him that.
1: John C. Riley actually played drums in this film, and Will Ferrell actually sang, as we had just mentioned. That's that's one fun fact I didn't give you guys.
0: Damn good guitarist, actually.
1: So at the risk of sounding like a snooty asshole, surprise – I feel that this film is loved by dumb people. It does not have the staying power. Yes. They, I was nodding my head. As soon as you were going on, Dave, I was trying to play the slow role here. This does not have the staying power that Anchorman does or The House, which is underrated. I think it's kind of funny. But again, and I'll get to my point why, or The Other Guys does. This falls in the bargain bin of Will Ferrell films like Ricky Bobby, like Night at the Roxbury. And like Blades of Glory. So I'm told. I've never seen Blades of Glory. I refuse to see anything with fucking Napoleon Dynamite in it. Will, yeah, Ferrell, a is it? Yeah. Will Ferrell is like jala, diced jalapenos. You sprinkle them in a dish here and there, they're excellent. But I can't eat a jalapeno for a fucking entire meal. I cannot do it. And let's go over the reasons why these guys, they still live at home. This In the real world, ready to go, Kevin? This doesn't happen. The only Ooh. reason you still live at home or because you're on Megan's Law's list, or you're the victim of a vicious divorce, or maybe you're the victim of Bernie Madoff scams, something like that. But at this point, the parents would kick you the fuck out, and then you'd end up turning tricks in a homeless shelter just to make a few bucks to support that one-bedroom studio apartment you have down on the Lower
0: East Side. Well, here's the thing, and I was going to ask you while you were making your comments. Do you think they could make this movie today? Because I feel like it's about two mentally handicapped people. Yeah, and the whole joke is about them being mentally handicapped, and the and like the rest of the world is just not willing to intervene.
1: Right. Dave's throwing a dip, and I love it. I used to dip until I was eighteen. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) I wish I only dipped until I was eighteen. But um, hold on. Let me let me finish these notes up here. Here's an
1: here's an analogy, Kevin Israel. You're gonna love this film is like a street racer who hit the NOS button way too fast. This film was funny for a quarter of a mile. Too bad, this is the Indy 500, kids. And another point. Here's the biggest problem with the movie. Who's the funniest character in the film? It's not Will Ferrell. It's not John C. Riley. It's Derek's wife, Catherine Hahn. She stole this fucking movie. I laugh my balls off with all of her stuff. When when they suck your dick for money when she jumps out of (laughs) them. All that shit. She's hilarious. How is the tertiary, not even the secondary, the tertiary character getting more and harder laughs than the two main characters did combined? This film is indeed, Dave Williams, worshipped by many dum-dums. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand why. So, as I said not even a week ago when your uh, Barstool counterpart was on here, Frank the Tank, this film goes on Mount Rushmore of overrated films next to Fight Club. I said it. Fight Club is is overrated as fuck.
0: those are literal fighting words.
1: Yeah, well, I'll see you yeah. outside, motherfucker. That film is overrated yeah. as shit. Well, now
0: now it's a 2 on 1 fight, so That's gonna... fine.
1: I got my crew, you bring yours. <laughs> overrated as fuck this film. I give it a 3 out of 10. It dragged. That last half was a was like an albatross with 18 tires around his neck for me. I couldn't stand that last it's like the last half. The first part I was like, "All right, I'm in, I'm out. It's okay." Ha, ha, ha. Here and there. I think Dave you heard the head Dumb people revere this film. I don't get it. Know, and a ton of Will Ferrell films, too, More, way more bad than good. A few, But again, when he's not the focal point, it's good. This film is not good. It does not hold up. Before you come out and say, you're wrong, asshole, go rewatch it again as we all have right now. I guarantee you it does not have that same luster on it that is a, that it did back in 2005 when it came out. This does not hold up like the likes of American Pie, Naked Gun. The aforementioned
0: Dumb and Dumber. This film stinks. I mean, that was, I don't really have much to add to that other than it's was beautiful. Uh, I couldn't agree more What's with the bow. Other than the Fight Club, like, I don't understand where that's coming. I would love to hear your, like, rationale behind that. Uh, you don't, don't want to hear know. it. Okay. Oh, yes, you do. You <laughs> go
1: on that latest episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow. I think it's episode 41 where, again, Frank the Tank from Barstool Sports takes on Fight Club. Overrated. Not
0: bad, but overrated. Like like you said, like the all Step Brothers is just straight improv. Like when you get five or ten minutes of improv in in like you know, three plus hours or you know, a movie length worth of of scripted work, that then it that works so much better yeah. than just straight improv like off Absolutely. the code. Let's 100%. uh let's get to the critics five star reviews. Let's
1: see what the snobs think on this one, Kevin Israel. Critics, five star reviews, critics, critics. Five-star reviews. Critics. Five-star reviews. The shouty variety of man-child comedy that Beryl has cribbed from Jerry Lewis divides movie fans intensely. Here's one we should put in the time capsule.
0: Huh. I would have never compared him to Jerry Lewis. That's That's... That's just bad. That guy should be fired or lose his job.
1: Step Brothers obviously isn't the most complex screenplay ever written, but Farrell, McKay, and Riley, who all co wrote the film, managed to milk out plenty of comedy of essentially a one joke movie. Mm-hmm. On its own terms, Step Brothers is hilarious, but it's a shame that the filmmakers didn't have more faith in the audience. Why resort to gross out tactics when your premise is strong enough to allow for a more sophisticated approach?
0: The thing that the people try to seriously review this movie is painful.
1: This is, oh, it's gonna get better. Step Brothers is unashamedly dumb, unoriginal, and downright offensively childish. But aren't these the same very reasons why people love these movies?
0: Yeah, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah, even, but, the, even the five-star reviews are semi-backhanded. Yeah. That just goes to show so this is 13, not as funny as a film.
0: Step Brothers is hilarious. Say that again, uh, Dave? I'm like 13, 14 years old. I probably go to the movie theater sneaking because it's R-rated, right? I think it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm walking into the movie theater, you know, sneaking in, buying tickets to go see whatever Disney movie and then going to the different theater to uh, go see Step Brothers. I probably think it's funny. But I'm, you know, a 31-year-old male who lives alone. I don't think it's funny. I think it sucks.
1: Critics, one-star reviews. Critics,
0: one-star
1: reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. We've been down this path before with Feral, and at this point, it feels like we're just walking in circles. Boom. That ranks as a major disappointment. (laughs) Boom. That ranks as a major disappointment, considering the two goofballs portraying the title Step Brothers are usually good for at least a few laughs. For all the charm of its cast, Step Brothers simply runs too long, as almost do all Judd Apatow productions, Mm -hmm. and the humor becomes too repetitive. This is one of my favorites. Farrell has the world's greatest job. Studios pay this guy enormous sums of money to stay in constant touch with this inner idiot, while mere mortals struggle day in and day out to keep our secret buffoon in check.
0: Well said. That's actually pretty insightful. Very much so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Once once you take it to a certain point, it just goes flat, like sticking the big crescendo in between the first and second verses. Hmm. Parallel thinking, huh? Despite valiant efforts from a seasoned cast, it fails to deliver... The expected laughs. Was well, that rhyming? That's cute. Amazon five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. It's time for Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. dums who have the internet to, to spread their, you know, spread their gospel of stupidity. I was not prepared for the comedy assault that this movie provided. My friends had been begging me to see it since they knew I loved Talladega Nights, which I also was late in watching. I'm so glad I finally did. If you like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, you will love this movie. It's raunchy, crude, rude, but I laughed so hard it hurt. And this is written by the person who sounds like they say the word idea instead of idea. Washington.
0: That's a, You're gonna get
1: more hate mail on that one, huh, Kevin?
0: <laughs> Funny. It drives me fucking crazy when my grandparents say "wash." Like they ended- that's a Midwest
1: thing. I was born. I was actually born in Indiana, but my parents had the good common sense to move the fuck out when I was three. And my dad, his his kryptonite is still he'll still say that even though we've been living here since no, 1980. No, no, no.
0: That's that's not a Midwest thing at all. It's the opposite. My grandparents in New Jersey they say "wash." I've never heard anyone say in Jersey "wash," Kevin. Have you? Yeah. yeah,
1: have you really? I have not.
0: Right. Okay, we we like we're especially in Chicago. We're known for elongating our A's, like Washington or wash the clothes. Right hmm.
1: now, I admit I love Will Ferrell. Do I love all his movies? Not necessarily. Was dragged to Holmes and Watson the other day and thought it was terrible. However, it did trigger my son to rent this movie last night. He is a high school freshman and thought it was funny. He said Neighbors, which he rented as well, was funnier but apparently this is better than the awful Sherlock Holmes movie they took me to on Christmas. Movies and Christmas, okay, we get it. You're Jewish or Asian. No read to bring Brace in this there, buddy.
0: That was a five-star review? Yes. That didn't sound like a five-star. That sounded like... A three. It was better than a terrible movie. I like
1: how he likes Neighbors, which is also a terrible film.
0: I don't think I've seen that one.
1: Don't rush. They made a sequel, too. I should begin by saying I consider myself a lady, in quotes. For the most part, I try to hold my composure and have poise. Typically, when a man in the room laughs at bare balls on our television screen, I will roll my eyes. But this movie may have changed that. I was a teenager when it came out and went to watch it with my family. All I can remember is how hysterically loud my father and brother laughed throughout the entire film. My family is one of those families that gets in a movie theater and angers all the other families with their obnoxiously loud laughter. But during this movie, everyone was laughing, so we fit right in. Even my mother, who refuses to even use a public bathroom, parentheses, everything repulses her, was laughing at this film. It had parts where we were literally choking on our popcorn. And folks, this is why this guy right here goes to the movies at 1030 in the morning to avoid people who laugh like De Niro did in Cape Fear.
0: And that was written by Will Ferrell's mother. No. Yeah. Seriously. Or Will Ferrell himself with burner accounts.
1: Brothers is a breath of fresh air. And even funnier is Talladega Nights. I feel inclined to see everything is done. Putting him in a category with Marlon Brando, Matt Damon, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. He has truly risen to become one of Hollywood's greatest actors. I wait, say, wait. wait till this guy watches anything with Rebel Wilson. He may have to bump Brando off that
0: list. First of all, book. they put Marlon Brando, Philip Seymour Hoffman in with Matt Damon. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> is this a user review or like? Yeah, yeah, these are all yeah, user reviews. An Amazon review. Yeah, what, what,
1: what's his <laughs> screen name? Like Linus from Oceans11 <laughs> at AOL.com? That was Matt Damon's character in Oceans11. Okay. Don't yeah. explain it, Kevin. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> I love I love Ocean's Eleven and Thirteen. Those are guilty pleasures. I will watch the fuck. Eleven's
0: great. I have only seen Thirteen once. It's been like a decade though. I love
1: months. it. I love it. I love Thirteen. Twelve stinks though. I hate the one where they go to Amsterdam. Not good. Amazon one star reviews. Our favorite.
0: Amazon one star reviews. I dislike
1: the fact that you would think it would be appropriate for children based on the idea of the movie, but it was not. I would appreciate a credit as we watched maybe five minutes of the movie and then had to turn it off. Everyone on the count of three. One, two, three. That didn't happen. (laughs) No one gives a movie five minutes and then bails. 30 minutes is my mark. And if I'm out, then i if I hate it, then I'm out. I dare say 15 minutes is the absolute bare bones minimum you need to give a film before you bail. But I give 30. Kevin, what's your what's your uh, limit of demarcation? Uh,
0: um, You know, I'm if I make it 30 minutes into a movie, I'm watching the rest of the movie. Really? Yeah, no, I usually and it's it's gotten shorter lately. I got about 10 minutes. Really? You have a hair trigger. Yeah, yeah. What about no, you? How
1: fast? How fast do you pull the shoot if it it's sucks?
0: different now? Because like, all right. So I saw Joker in theaters. I I wanted to do that movie so fucking bad because I fucking hated that. See, we both love it. Like, we, we, both know, it was, we
1: both we thought it was fantastic. By the way, Joker and damn it, what's the other one everyone wants to? Oh, Batman's not a Batman super, but Joker is easily the number one most requested film, being that we've done it what four months ago. But yeah,
0: funny. But the, um. But it's different now because, all right, prior to that, so I saw Joker in theaters. Then prior to that, uh, I saw Moneyball in theaters. I saw Django and Inglorious Bastards in theaters. And then before that, I couldn't even tell you. So I don't go – because Netflix, everything's readily available. I can just turn off Netflix, you know. But going to the movie theater is a whole event. So if I make it 30 minutes, which I'm always 100% of the time going to make it 30 minutes for a movie, at that time, you're, I'm like, fuck it. I paid, you know – this is like a $30-plus night. I'm here. I made it a point to go on a Friday or Saturday, Tuesday, whatever day of the week it is. You might as well stay. So I'll just, I have ever walked out of a theater.
1: I have. Next one. I can't even begin to describe what a terrible movie this is. Signed, someone who is mute.
0: <laughs> You've got no adjectives?
1: None. Yeah, exactly. They, they took the time to write that sentence, <laughs> but said, I can't describe it. Sure you can. Use that itty-bitty little braid of yours. Next one, a total waste of an afternoon. I mean, it's only 97 minutes, guys. Did this guy watch it four fucking times to eat up an
0: entire afternoon? <laughs> he was so upset. He's like, well, now I just have to sit here and be angry. That's how I am, though. Like, I, I like to hate things, which is weird, but like, if I'm, at a, if I'm at a movie I absolutely fucking hate, I'd rather watch the whole thing so I at least know what the whole, happened in the whole movie so I could bitch about it on the internet.
1: This is, this, these next three are so five-star ratings in my book. Five, one-star ratings. LCD humor. Signed, black and white TV. <laughs> I think you meant to put LSD humor, but Yeah, that's I knew what he was getting at. LCD. I was like, I can't miss this one. We hated this movie. Probably an age thing, but this movie is a parent's worse nightmare. Too much stupid for our taste. The fart scene was humorous, though. Signed, Mr. or Miss
0: Contradiction. All right, so there's been a few like, all right, that's the second one. It's like not for kids. I think that's what they were kind of saying right there. It's a fucking rated R movie. Who's taking their kids to see that? You know, we, we find that a lot. We just did Ace Ventura
1: not long ago. People were incensed in, in that there was this and that, but it's like, it's PG 13 or
0: it's R. Right. That's the reason they have these ratings. Dumb, dumb. I can't believe they kept all the sexual references. Yeah. It's a rated R movie asshole. It says adult situations beforehand. what do you
1: think was going to happen? Yeah. And the last one, which is always my favorite. I got this as a gift for a friend in Spain because the seller advertised the language. As being available in English, French, Spanish, Portuguese. It's not. It's in English only. Ha! Jokes on you, King Juan Carlos America. Kevin Israel, did Dave Williams get the Sacred Cow? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Usually you have more of a build-up. I know, you know what? I was thinking about going into the whole thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, he did. Um, he was he was aided by the fact that I got to rewatch the movie again and I just didn't like it nearly as much. I don't think you know, had this movie but to, well, I'm gonna fucking contradict myself. If this movie was just like always considered a passable comedy, uh, it it would like it wouldn't have been a gutting, but then we wouldn't have been talking about it in the first place. Exactly. But because this movie is considered like one of those fucking epic comedy movies that every pro quotes and on rewatching it, didn't hold up, and then it hit with with Dave's arguments. I think with I think I think this was a group gutting, a mass gutting. This was like an orgy of gutting. But uh, but yeah, no, you, you you pulled it off. You uh, you you killed this one, and I hope everybody listens to this episode and realizes the truth about this movie. Yeah, um, I mean, you guys are you guys are the pros at you know, speaking off the. I know I know you guys are preparing everything, but. Some of the analogies, like I said, that, like, I'm going to direct them to this episode and be like, hey, like, listen to what they're saying. Like, you could package, it was a 96-long movie, so hour-half-long movie, you could package, like, all the funny into, like, maybe five or seven minutes of the entire movie.
1: Yeah, have a supercut and save us the end.
0: That definitely exists on YouTube. Somebody did that. Make
1: it a sizzle guy. reel. Otherwise, like, oh, yeah, be good, you know? You- fun, yeah. Few Dick and jokes, but yeah, the problem with this, like I said, the funniest person was his wife, was his brother's wife, by far, not even close. It wasn't; it was a mile how funny, much funnier she was than everybody else was in that fucking film. So that's the, my problem.
0: Hilarious. Was uh, that Adam Scott? I thought he was, or not? I don't want to say hilarious. I thought he was pro, and, and and his wife. Yeah, they were the two funniest people in the movie. Yeah, but you know what? Both of them were funny because they weren't that ridiculous of characters. Adam Scott was just a douchebag, a cocky douchebag. Who we I know people like that. I do a podcast. I know a million people. uh, (laughs) Eat a dick. (laughs) And uh, and his wife was also like this fucking horny woman that was trapped in a shitty marriage. Like you get it. Like you kind of got who they were. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Like we've all said, nobody exists. Like I mean, other than people who actually are handicapped, there's nobody like that out there.
1: No. Yeah, and they're wiping down the tables at McDonald's. Like they have a job. It's not like they don't do anything.
0: Yeah, Dave. Dave Williams. Where can we find you? Shout it out once again. Um, Barstool Chicago. Uh, so people, like a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot, but some people assume that uh, myself and our three guys out in Chicago are in the New York office. But no, we're just Barstool Chicago. We have our own office in the city. Um, Sirius XM channel eighty-five every day, two to three PM Central, three to four Eastern. On Twitter at Barstool WSD. And then, uh, I mean, I do Instagram, but I suck at it. I'm, just, I'm like the Will Ferrell of Instagram. <laughs> you mean you're funny in dribs and drabs on it? I'm, I'm not funny at all in it. I'm just oh. like I'll. I post a lot of pictures of like when I go home to my dad's house. Like I'll post a picture of his dog. Oh, yeah, people like dogs, though. I guess so. It's not heart hitting issues, I see. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's basically it. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of low-key, I guess. I don't know. Kevin Israel, where can we find you? Uh, Israel.com is comedy slowly trickling in. There might be more opportunities, or as comedy's closing in New York, there might yes, not be is. more opportunities. Who the fuck knows what's going on. We all just might be living in our houses for the rest of our lives. But if you are, you can go get my comedy album The Struggle is Real on iTunes and everywhere else you get audio. And uh, let's just hope that people get back some sanity and we open up comedy clubs again
1: guttingthesacredcow.com. Don't forget, every Monday through Friday, we've got new blog pieces coming up for you. Don't most, don't forget as well, kevangotee.com. NFL season fast approaching. kevangotee.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But again, can't stop repeating this. Go to guttingthesacredcow.com. Grab a shirt, bag, hat, whatever. Also, if you're a fan, which I know you are, just give us that five-star rating, two-sentence review. We need it. This sounds so dumb. I talked to a guy for an hour and a half there on the phone who has a ton of following on this podcast. Why? Because everyone wrote him a review. Please, that's all we're asking. This is a five cent- five-star rating, 2 sentence review. This does help, and we get more advertisers out of it this way. But in the meantime, Dave Williams, thank you so much for joining us on awesome. Gutting the Sacred Cow. Well done, sir. Enjoy your gutting trophy. That will be coming never because we don't have the uh, trophies up. <laughs> but thanks again for doing the Gutting the Sacred Cow. We'll see you all next time. Take care.